Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome, everybody, to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I'm Cheryl Vesner, your dating coach and founder of SoloInTheCity.tv, and I'm pleased to announce my guest co-host for this week and all month, Marie-Claude Savard. Hi, Marie-Claude. Hi, nice to be with you again. Yeah, for those of you who don't know her, I'm sure most of you do, she is a sports journalist, author of the book 180 Degrés, which is very much in keeping with you our topic today. You say it so nicely. Today. It's like 180 degrees, like a change in <laughs> your life. Yes, but it's a 180, right? In en français. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. And also one of the co or one of the hosts actually of um, 2016 on Energy, That's one right. of our uh, sister stations That's here. Yes. Yeah. So see everybody, 2016, the English, the French, we're all getting together and having one big love affair. And why not dating? Everybody dating, crossing over. Why not? Well, yeah. Look, I certainly do. Right. I just finished a relationship of 2015, sadly, but life goes on uh, with somebody, a francophone. New prospects. New pro and yes, new prospects. One of them who actually is French again. Good. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you never know. I might be able to cross over and be on your show one of these days. That would be great. It would be fun. Yes. Eh? Why not? Yeah. Well, today's show it's all about losing yourself in a relationship. One of the things that you really don't want to do when you're in a relationship, like release yourself completely to the other person, because. By the way, that's like the number one turnoff for most men and women, correct? But don't you think there's like different steps to it? Like in the sense that when you first meet someone, as it may be the case with you, there's like a certain period where all you want to do is be with that person and you kind of forget your friends and you forget everything because it's it's the initial spark that you're dealing with. And then as time goes on, you know, you find balance again. Don't you think that happens? A hundred percent. I think you do. And, you know, yes, of course. You know, one thing about being in a relationship, which is also interesting, you know, I meet so many people who say, you know, I don't have time for a relationship, but I want to be in one. Well, you will find time to be in a relationship when you meet somebody of interest and, and that you fall for. But, you know, we're not discussing here about forgetting your friends or prioritizing differently. We're talking about losing your dependence. You know, it's kind of going back to that movie, um, The Runaway Bride, where she ended up changing. I don't know if you saw that movie. Yes, but I did. Yeah, Julia Roberts is in there, and every time she falls in love, she changes how she dresses and especially how she eats her eggs, depending on the man in her life, right? That's true. It happens a little bit with everybody, I find. I have a girlfriend who just met someone. It's It's been six months now, and, and she's not an outdoorsy type of person, but at the same time, She's adapting. So it's a fine line between I'm adapting and trying maybe some hiking where I wouldn't have done that, but I'm not going to become the outdoorsy spokeswoman of the year. Right. It's, you know, there's a fine line between completely losing yourself and adapting to a new mate, perhaps. Well, that's one of the things, you know, as a dating coach, one of the things that I'm always dealing with with my clients and with the groups that, that I work with is identifying your value system. And that means knowing what it is that you value in your relationships and within yourself and what you need from them. And then the rest of it, which is the activities like you're discussing, those are things that, you know, you can try for the other person and you can decide, well, I like it or I don't like it. Then it's a matter of giving yourself and the other person the space to enjoy those things independently. And that's where I think there's a difference between being codependent being 
um, dependent on each other. And then there's also what I love as interdependency, where you kind of rely on each other, you know, feeding each other, but at the same time, being independent within that. So doing your sports that the other person doesn't want to do. No, but in the beginning, it's, it becomes difficult because I find a lot of women, what happens in the very few, like the new stages of a relationship, it's like, if he's busy, then I will do something. Right. But if he's available, then I will manage my schedule accordingly. And it's hard sometimes to the first time that you say, okay, you, you've got nothing tonight, but you know what? I'm going to go and do something different. I find sometimes, and it could be a, the opposite too. Can right. Be- I, I was going to say that, but here's, here's a tidbit of information for everybody out there listening. One thing is men and women both like the other person to have their own life and independence within that life so that they don't feel that it's going to be a needy, clinging relationship. So, you know, once in a while, it's okay to negotiate between the two of you, especially in a new relationship, what your week looks like. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing this week? And then finding time that works for both of you. And sometimes it's not great for the woman or the man, but normally we do look at it uh, as, as the woman because men really run from that clingy. So it's okay to once in a while say, you know what, I'm busy that night, but I would love to do that the next night if you're free. It's attractive, isn't it? It's very attractive to have your own life and especially at the beginning. So what you're saying is kind of the reality, but we should really handle it the reverse way. You know, we should kind of say, you know what, I am busy tonight and not turn our lives upside down for the other person. And then you'll have something to, to talk about, something to share. Here's what I did last night. That's and right. right. Yeah. And, and he knows that you have a life and she knows you have a life. So it, you're right. It does work uh, two ways. So let's talk a little bit about dating news because this is one of the things that I love. And, and we actually put it out on Twitter, this first piece. And this was Match.com. 2015, we're reviewing some trends. And they were showing that it's two times more brunettes than blondes joined the site. So does that mean that it's harder for brunettes? Well, so here's the question. Do blondes have more fun? So I kind of put that out there for people. We threw it out on Twitter and and asked people, do you think that more brunettes are signing up because blondes have more fun? So we got a response, actually. Somebody wrote in and she said, this is her answer. They have asked this question for what seems like a millennium. I don't think it will ever be resolved. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Blondes have more fun, and brunettes are looked at as being more worldly and mature. Let's flip the tables, because this is a woman talking. Personally, I think dark-haired men are sexy, and blonde men are vacuous and hollow. Now, again, this is not me speaking. This is somebody else. And that's just based on my two-relationship experience with blonde men. So I go for the brunettes hands down. But usually you have a type because, you know, some, some guys will say they'll go for the blondes because that's what they like the best. And, and some other men, for them, it's, it's all about the brunettes. I mean, if you think about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, I don't think you would say that Brad Pitt is, is like a boring blonde guy in a way. No. And I don't think, well, maybe well, you would no, say this I mean... nowadays that Angelina <laughs> Jolie would be. But, I mean, she looks like a, how do I say, a reckless. She could be reckless. She could be, like, what we identify with the blonde women, like more uh, um, adventurous, let's say, less reliable or responsible. Well, so... when it comes to Angelina Jolie, I think that no matter what hair color she has, <laughs> she's going to be sexy. She's going to be beautiful. And she's going to be reckless because 
that's her personality that's at true. times, right? Like she presents that. So I think it a lot. It has a lot to do with how we also present ourselves. You know, regardless it's not, of the hair color, regardless of the hair color, and that's something you know um, we're going to actually do this on another show coming up about looks. Because the fact is, you know, I speak to so many people and men and women, they talk about whether looks are important. And the fact is, especially for women to understand, men really don't care about the looks in the end. It's what attracts them at first. I know your your eyes are like, you yeah, have to see the looks. Completely- <laughs> no, they're attracted, but it's not what's going to keep them. Okay. It's not what's going to keep them. There's a first attraction, but what really holds them is a desire. And it really comes down to the woman who holds a room, you know, who, who's got a lot of personality, who has a lot to offer. That's what's going to hold their attention. Looks alone are not doing that. Okay, so yeah. we don't need to change our hair color. That's good news. No, we I'm don't. Brunette, you, you're kind of in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, I just came back from the South, so my hair's a little bit blonder right now. So, uh, you know, um, so maybe I should be going up back on to match. <laughs> I don't really know. You know, and, and then the other thing was that was very interesting is um, I want to tell people that a study was done, actually, and it was saying how most people are most active on their dating apps on Sunday nights. Oh. So I guess they're, you know, settling down for the weekend and getting ready for their their week coming up, and they peruse their apps. Perhaps so, planning the dates ahead. That's it. Yeah. Okay, well, coming up on Solo in the City, we'll be talking to Susie Collins. She's an author and a life coach, and um, we're going to be looking at all the different things about losing yourself in a relationship. You're listening to Soul in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Soul in the City, and I'm here with my guest host, MC Savard. Hi. Hi. So we're going into round two, and we have a great guest today. It's uh, Her name is Susie Collins. Her and her husband have really devoted themselves to helping couples reignite or find the passion. To them, it doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship for five days or 50 years, that you've got to keep it going and everything. So I'm really excited because also she's written so many books with her husband, Red Hot After 50, um, Magic Relationship Words, and one of them, Should You Stay or Should You Go? I actually read that book and did the work that was in it, which helped me realize that my marriage was over and it was time to move on. So she changed your life. Yeah, well, she definitely helped me conquer the the decision-making to do it. So I want to welcome her, Susie Collins. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. Well, so am I. And and again, like I wanted to say, thank you so much because your book, um, Should I Stay or Should You Go, or Should You Stay or Should You Go, really helped me. So I want to thank you personally. Wonderful. And um, I, I love the work that you and your husband are doing. And today, you know, we're talking a lot about relationships and losing yourself. And Marie-Claude and I were talking about the fact that, you know, we have friends and we know a lot of people. And myself in my work, I see a lot of people who just totally give themselves up. And I'm wondering, do you think that it's something that comes from your childhood in a lot of cases? Or is it something based on, you know, what you're going through at this particular stage of life? Oh, it can be all of that. It's the whole ball of wax because we carry what happens in the past with us uh, unless we consciously don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and we carry a lot of fear. Um, We get out of of 
you know, we get burned in a relationship, and the next moment it's like, oh, no, oh, I don't want to lose myself and do that again. So we don't commit, and we don't open our hearts anymore. And so we carry all kinds of baggage and ideas and beliefs with us from relationship to relationship, whether it's when you were, you know, a a small 10-year-old or, (laughs) you know, whether it was your last marriage. Well, I think that's a lot of the things that I'm seeing actually with some of the clients that I'm working with is when we're discussing their independence, sometimes, especially if you're coming from a marriage, you want to show so much independence that you come out almost fighting, you know, not to give up anything. And that also can be a complete turnoff, right? Oh, that's what I see is really the fear of losing yourself. And in a lot of women that I work with also is, oh, I'm, I'm going to hold my heart back because I don't want to give too much away. And, and it, it, therefore, there isn't any intimacy. No. There's no connection. But there's a difference between giving your heart out and keeping your soul, like keeping part of who you are and also opening your heart. It's two different things in a way. They're linked, but one is possible. Uh, they have to go together, but you can open your heart without completely losing yourself, right? Oh, of course. And it just takes consciousness. And, and recognizing when you're falling into these traps of thinking, you know, like, well, I have to... Um, appear a certain way, or he won't like me, or ooh, I better not, I better not call him or do something because then I'll lose my independence, and uh, you know I can't have a job and be in a relationship. All these values that we think and we hold in our heads, a lot of times, if we don't question them, that's where we stay. So I think questioning those beliefs are really important. So what would you say are some of the questions that one should ask themselves in a case like that? Oh, definitely. Um, is this me? Is this really me? And, and digging down in and, and, and feeling that. One phrase that Otto and I just love is, this means that. So, you know, if, if, if he doesn't call or doesn't text right away, this means that he doesn't love me and I have to, I have to run after him. Or, or if he's too, I, I had a, a uh, person ask me, uh, it, was, it was kind of funny, he, he uh, said, oh, well, uh, she's already told me that she loves me. Is that a warning sign? What am I going <laughs> <laughs> so, to So apparently in his mind, um, her, this woman saying he loved her or she loved him pretty quick was, was a really big warning sign. So this means that. And just questioning, well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but that doesn't mean you have to say it back. It just means what she's saying. And so questioning our preconceived notions about what's going on, and, and I think you know, am I making an assumption here and finding out more? And if you have questions, asking, you know, well, well, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I love that phrase, too. So, so questioning your preconceived ideas, I think, helps you to stay in yourself and while opening your heart, as you were talking about. 
You're listening, by the way, to Susie Collins. She's a breakthrough relationship coach and author of many, many books with your beloved Otto, your husband. And um, I wanted to ask you, so what do you think are some of the reasons or the risks that people should maintain to keep their independence within a relationship? Uh, What the risks are definitely is you are losing your self-esteem, you're not taking care of you you're just you're trying to change the other person you know you you are um you could become a manipulator and have these unfair expectations i think that's where a lot of this comes from is uh when you when you get into losing yourself or not feeling like you're you're totally in you you become you try to make it the way you think it should be or want to be, and when it isn't, you get really frustrated and resentful, and you pull away. Well, here's, I mean, the, here's the thing. is that, that simple. <laughs> you're in a relationship with somebody. If you become something that you're not, eventually, you know, it's that Pinocchio syndrome. Eventually, that other person realizes that you're a completely different person than the person that they've been dating well, or potentially fall in love they're with. Gonna break, you're going to break down maintaining well, yeah. a facade. <laughs> I mean, it's just not doable in the long run. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all talk about our authentic self, right? Right. I mean, that's the most important thing, finding your your authentic self. We do that in my workshop, The I Am, knowing who you are and maintaining that because otherwise you're lost but i think Susie, too it's it's you have to ex- sometimes explain yourself to the other you said before that this means that sometimes what i do in my relationship is that that i do voice that with my partner i say you know when you say this it pushes that kind of button for me and so therefore i think that but i know that's not what you mean but at least by saying it we have better communication so that he understands that Emptying the, the dishwasher is not such a big deal, but for me, it means you're not, you, you value, like, you, my time is not as valued as yours, or, or this or that. And so explaining it sometimes makes it lighter, easier, and I feel more understood in, in, in my, my true self. So the communication. Oh, definitely, because I think so many people don't go that, that extra uh, round, you know, don't, don't explain that, but they just hold it in their mind. Oh, it means that, you know, him not doing the, the dishes or loading the dishwasher means he doesn't respect me. Right. Which <laughs> is silly, but that, sometimes that's what you it know, is. That's, yeah. Nothing for, could be further than the truth in a lot of cases, but he just has a different idea of what respect means. So voicing that is, is without holding on to, well, he has to do it my way, I think is a great way to do that. Well, that's kind of like your book, right? Um, You have that book, Stop Talking on Eggshells. You refer a lot to that in that book, right? About saying really what's on your mind and communicating. And that's what you're talking about yourself, right, Marie-Claude? I think so. I think that's one way of opening your heart, but not losing your independence in the sense that you're being true to yourself. So you're allowing your voice to be heard, but you're also opening your heart to how the other person is expressing themselves because very rarely do we meet another person that has exactly the same way to say things, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, but we have to work together. Well, that's men are from Mars, women yeah. are from Venus. We, we, like, <laughs> you know, now we're, now we're doing the English-French yeah. thing here, right? It's like we could almost be talking two separate languages, and it's very important yeah. to know 
as a woman or as a man, if you're out there listening to this, that you have to sometimes talk the way the other person receives. And it's also not only about male-female, it's sometimes about that particular individual and whether they're hearing through their heart, their head, right? What do you think oh, about yeah. that, and Susan? same-sex partners have the same issues. Right. <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's not just men and women here. No, it's, it's not. This this conversation could go on forever and ever and yeah. ever, and we should really have you back on. Susie, it's been a delight. This is Susie Collins. She, again, is a breakthrough relationship coach and author of many, many books, so you might want to check her out. Uh, your website, Susie, for everybody to follow you? It's relationshipgold, G-O-L-D, dot com. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Coming up. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. It's great. Coming up next on Soul in the City, our dating debate Is it possible to stay independent in a relationship? You're listening to Soul in the City on CJD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with my guest host, Marie-Claude Savard. Hi. Hi. So we're going now? I know, the round table. (laughs) I love this part. You know, I love putting different people at the table, finding out how they feel about different subjects. And today, you know, we are discussing losing yourself in a relationship and why do some people give it up and why do some people hold on to it so hard, not wanting to give anything up. So we're going to get into that. We welcome to the round table right now Dr. Mark White. He's a professor and chair at the Department of Philosophy at the College of Staten Island. Welcome. Dr. Mark, are you there? Thank you. Ah, great. There you are. And also Melissa Collarette. She's a life coach and a yoga instructor here in Montreal. So welcome to the round table. Thanks for having me. It's really great. So I want to I want to just shoot this out there right away to you, uh, Mark. I hope you don't mind me calling you Mark. Sure, Is no problem. Okay? Um, so why do you think people tend to lose themselves during the dating process right off the bat? Well, I, I, I think the, the simplest answer is that they want to do whatever they can to try to attract and please somebody. So they kind of lose track of who they are and instead try to be who they think someone else wants them to be. And, of course, the problem with that is if you, if you do attract somebody based on an illusion, You either have to maintain that illusion, in which case you tend to lose yourself, or eventually you let go of the illusion, you do start expressing yourself, and then the person who liked you for the illusion may not like what he or she sees when you reveal your true self. And then, you know, what was was it all for? Right, we call that the Pinocchio syndrome, um, (laughs) at least in the dating world. And it starts off for some people online, you know, those Mm -hmm. profiles that people put up false pictures and portray themselves completely differently, and then you show up to meet the person, and it's nowhere near. Now, um, Melissa, what do you think about something like this, losing yourself to a person of interest? I think one of the big things is that a lot of people are focused on what they can get out of a relationship, so they go in there with kind of this plan as this is what I want and these criteria they want to fulfill, and they lose sight of what they can offer and the value that they can bring to a relationship, and instead of focusing on that, that's when they get a little bit, you know, confused about what it is that they want and who they are and being confident with that. 
It, it's interesting you say that because that word value, I mean, mm -hmm. we all have value, right? And and you have to know what your values are before you can even what, know what the values are of the other person that you want in a relationship. And then, you know, it's, a, it's an honest mistake when you're a beginner because mm -hmm. it's like how to deal with the first date. You want to make a good impression and everything. But after a while, you start realizing you're wasting a lot of time because in the end, you're better off being yourself and starting off that way so that you're cutting through like weeks <laughs> and days of just Absolutely. nonsense well. just to say, okay, this is who I am. And, and of course, you put your best foot forward. Obviously, you're not going to go and say, like, oh, I'm super impatient and blah, 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 and everything. So you do. You put your best self forward, but still being yourself so that you know that you, you, you may have the possibility of a relationship, I find. You don't want to waste your time. No, you definitely don't want to waste your time. But, you know, we've talked about this actually on a past show um, when the elections were coming up about being politically correct and not not jumping into politics, for instance, on the first day, right? right. Like, you want to hold off certain things that can be, you know, argumentative as well. You know, because mm -hmm. you, you can have two people who fall in love who have completely opposite perspectives on certain things, right? I think absolutely. And there's also this element of having fun. And I think that's one of the big reasons why people lose themselves is that there's this kind of pressure that this one date or this one person might be it and that there'd be no one else. It's almost this lack mentality that we've been trained to have, that there's supposed to just be one person for us. And I think when you let go of that and just let yourself have fun when you're dating and in a relationship and really get curious about the other person, you let go of those pressures that this one person is supposed to fulfill everything that you desire in your life. Right. Well, we're talking here about losing yourself in a relationship, and we're being joined at the roundtable by Dr. Mark White and as well Melissa Collarette. And we, I wanted to talk about that a little bit, about that first date experience. Do you think most people do go out on that first date going, at some point, could they be the one? What do you think, Melissa? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm speaking primarily from a female per, you know, perspective. I'm also 31. So I think there's this like idea that every date almost matters more now than before. And yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. Clock ticking type of thing. Is yeah. that it? Really? But then okay. at the same time, I think people need to really just go have fun. And at least that's my philosophy. If I'm not going to you know, go and find out more about one person, then why am I going? And like you were saying, Marie-Claude, with time, time is your most valuable resource, you know, and you don't want to just give it away. So a lot of people go and they're like, I've got this one hour, maybe two hours to find out everything I need to know and make a decision. I don't think you need to make a decision. I think you need to feel it out and give yourself also an opportunity to let the other find out about you. Right. What I've you seen them so many times when, when my girlfriends were single, if they were comfortable with themselves and completely comfortable with being single, it's always at, around that time that they've met someone because they were so mm. happy, just content with the situation. Okay, I'm single, this, that, I'm happy. And you radiate something of just being at ease and bing, bang, first thing you know, you're being yourself and you meet someone and it might just be the right one if you're not putting all that pressure. Okay, but wait a minute. I, I, I got to stop it right there because it's interesting because <laughs> <laughs> I have heard in the last three weeks so many men and women say, you know, I'm completely happy. I'm okay. I'm fine. I don't, you know, if it happens, it happens. Let's get real. This is 2016. 99.9% .9 of the people want to be in a relationship. Yeah. So instead of saying, I'm okay, everything's fine. If it happens, it happens. So why don't we do the same thing that we do in our business world or in our studies or anything? Why not say, I'm fine. I love my life. But you know what? I want a relationship and I'm going to have one. Like, Absolutely. why can't we own that? You could do that, but you could do both, couldn't you? Just be at ease with yourself and just, I don't know what Mark would think about that. I, but I, yeah, I, I, I want to get your opinion on this one, Mark. Oh, sure. No, I agree. As a, you know, the, a, 
particular bit of advice that, that I think sounds good on the surface but really doesn't make sense underneath is that you'll find somebody when you stop looking, right. when you stop trying. And, you know, like it, it, it kind of goes both ways, is that I do think you can try too hard. Mm-hmm. And I do find that when you stop trying too hard and you both kind of relax and let it happen, but at the same time you have to be ready to notice when someone great comes along. Right. So and you can't be completely blind to everyone that comes along. But you shouldn't either be, you know, every person you meet, could that be the one? Right. So it's so about creating a, your own lifestyle. It. It's about creating a lifestyle for yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's a big thing with people losing themselves is when they're not clear about the kind of lifestyle that they want to have or the kind of future that they're creating for themselves, that's when they might just start bouncing around from relationship to relationship or putting a lot of pressure on a date because they want someone to fill them up, you know, someone to fill this void. And I think that's when a lot of people lose themselves because they haven't looked inwards. That's interesting because in, in my book, 180 Degrees, that you talk about all the time, I always talk about the fire, the sacred fire that we have inside. And if you build your fire, then you'll be guided, you'll, you'll be warm, you'll be, and you'll attract the, the, the right kind of people because everybody mm. wants to be around a great bonfire. So if you do, <laughs> nobody, it's true, but if you do build yourself And roast their marshmallows in your yeah. fire, right? <laughs> no, but if you do, if you do take care of that part of yourself, then you will attract people also. So it's not just about going out looking for people, but just attracting them because it's so nice to be around you. Wouldn't you say that's the key, though, Mark? When I when I talk about people owning it, I'm just saying not necessarily going out and searching for it, but being open, being available. And that's what a lot of people don't realize when they say I'm good alone. They're also sometimes not letting themselves be available. What do you think about that, Mark? Right, because, I mean, if you if you get too determined about being alone, you stop opening yourself up to new to mm. new opportunities and new people. So that's why I said it's a, it's a hard balance to strike properly, you know, not trying too hard, but still making sure that you're available and attentive and open to new possibilities. It's, it's easy to go too far in either direction. And a lot of that is based on fear. Like, we all know that. It, it, yeah, we tend to protect ourselves from fear. It's our coat of armor. Well, you know, this is amazing, and I wish we could go <laughs> on and on and on. Um, I want to thank Dr. Mark White uh, from the Philosophy Department at the College of Staten Island and Melissa Collarette. Um, thank you both for joining us on the show. And, Melissa, people can join up also at your yoga class, correct? Yes, well, I teach privately and in corporate uh, settings as well, and I offer more coaching services. So, so where can want, people reach you? They can go to my website, melissacolorette.com, and I've got a workshop coming up at the end of the month that's all online, so it's great. It's a good way to meet people. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Great positioning there for the. <laughs> okay, well, thank you both very much for joining us. Coming up, I answer your dating questions and tell you where to see and be seen with the events that we're having on this month's calendar. Soul in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back. It's Solo in the City with my guest co-host, Marie-Claude Savard. Hi, Cheryl. Hello. And it's time now for the SITC events calendar. We have a lot going on this week, but I do want to start off with one particular thing. For those of you who listen, you know that I always talk about meetup.com. It's a great 
um, site that you can go and you can start your own meetup group. And I started one as well. It's called the I Am Group. This is I Am Soul in the City. It's for women. And through it, I've been hosting a couple of events where we just go out. We enjoy a time out together. We usually talk about different topics. And um, as a matter of fact, we are also hosting a retreat coming up in March. Yeah, we just launched it. Very, very exciting. It's going to be a weekend retreat here in Montreal. For those of you who are interested, we are offering an early bird special. If you want to come to it by the end of January, sign up. It's an intimate group taking place here. All the details are online, but it's from Friday to Sunday, and it's all about looking at yourself, knowing who you are, growing, and becoming the best dateable you you can be. That's great. I know. It's going to be a lot of fun, and actually, we have great people joining us. Dr. Lori Batito is going to be joining us that weekend, as well as um, Cindy from Couch Talk. She's going to be coming out and talking about being the most dateable you in the so in the sense of your presence and how you dress and everything. We have a lot of exciting things, as well, Scarlett James. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, Scarlett James for... Anybody out there who loves burlesque, she is the queen of burlesque. So she's going to be doing a workshop with us about owning your your fierce feline inside. Oh, she can do that. And she can do that. So it's going to be a great weekend. But one of the things is also um, on the I Am program, I sometimes get people writing into me. And this week I did get somebody who wrote it to me and she wrote, I'm a mother about, um, sorry, I am a mother and about to be single. I love adventure. Uh, I love laughter and having fun. I am lonely and have not danced in a couple of years. I would love to join your group and make new friends. How do I go about it? So right away I reacted. So there's two things that happened here. Number one is I wrote back to her and I said, you know what, first of all, I understand I was there. Yeah. You know, I, I was 50 years old when I got divorced. So, you know, that's how this whole path started for me, wanting to understand who I am, where I'm going and what do I want in my life. And then obviously taking it very seriously and, and <laughs> <laughs> making something and, and, but, big but because, out of it. Well, making something because I thought people really needed some help, you know, and, and needed help to just find their own way. And, and that's what I've learned is just to help people understand what they need for themselves and how to get there. So I wrote back to her and I said, one thing to do is tonight I want you to go into your kitchen. You have your kids, bring them out, turn on some music, and while you're cooking, start to dance. Oh, that's great. You know, it's the first thing. You haven't danced? Dance. I I dance all the time with my son. I mean, when my kids were growing up, I would always twirl them around the kitchen. They might have thought I was in a little nuts (laughs) at times. But you know what? They love that spontaneity. So that's number one. Number two, Sue, I did react to you. I decided the next activity for the I Am group is going to be a dance class. So we've got to check out the dates, but it's either going to be on the 21st or the 23rd of January. We're going to have an evening out. It's going to be taking at the Juste Danse Dance School, um, very conveniently located near Dakari. And we're going to have a night out dancing, but also understanding the dance of the date and the dance of the way we communicate, which is what we're talking about. So a slow dancing show. Well, well, you know what? There's going to be a couple dance teachers there to kind of walk us through the moves to understand how couple dancing works. Because you know what? That's the way we have to communicate with each other. It's one of the workshops that I do with people is called the dance of the relationship and how we talk to each other, how we move with each other, how we have body contact with each other. So it's an important aspect of this. And it gives you confidence too, I find. Oh, 100%. So we're going to do 
do that. And now, I um, so I am, check it out online. Go to soulinthecity.tv and check out our events calendar. Some other things happening this week, starting off Sunday night, if you're interested, or sorry, this is actually Sunday brunch. Um, it's taking place in NDG at the restaurant Prohibition. And if you're gluten-free, they do have a gluten-free men, uh, menu. So this is the, for the 40-plus singles group. Also happening uh, this weekend, you can do yoga. You know, this is about keeping in uh, line with Melissa. Um, Menomorpos on Queen Mary, they are doing an event on Tuesday night at 7.15. You don't need to bring anything, but it's all about laughter and yoga. They have the mats, and if you don't have a sense of humor, you might just get one there. So. <laughs> no choice. You have no choice. And also, on the French note, yeah. um, I'm actually going to be going to the opening um, of this new table. Théâtre that's coming up. Théâtre du Nouveau Monde, you're Théâtre going. Théâtre du Nouveau Monde, yeah. <laughs> so I know, like, I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone here, um, which we have to do in our dating world, What's right? What's the play? Um, it's the Peleas et Malissandre. Yeah. Yeah. So did I get that right? Yeah. So you got it perfect. So it's a Théâtre du Nouveau Monde and I think you're going you're gonna to be immersing yourself. Yeah. Well, I do speak French. You yeah. Know, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, then there's a bunch of speed dating things that are also going on this weekend. So check out everything on the Solo in the City uh, events calendar. And now we got to get to our dating question. Yes, we week. have a question for you. So here, I'm reading this. Hi, Cheryl. I love your show. I've been single for quite a bit and started dating someone recently. My best friend doesn't seem to be happy for me. She thinks I spend too much time with him. She's always negative. She says I neglect our friendship since I'm with him. I think she may be jealous. This is what she's writing to you. So she says, Cheryl, please help me. Okay, so, you know, there's a lot of different angles, but this even goes back to what you and I were discussing at the beginning of the show. I think you have to be honest with yourself and with the other person. So honest with yourself, are you in a new relationship and are you jumping into it so immersed that you are forgetting everything else? And that's a matter of prioritizing and coming to a balance of finding time for yourself, time for your family, your friends, and also trying to find time for this new person. Because maybe sometimes your close friends do see something that you don't, right? Right. And so maybe it's a question of asking her also, what is it that's bothering you? Exactly. And that was going to be my next advice, is sitting down and really understanding. And maybe on the flip side, maybe she's seeing something that you don't see. Right. So if she's your best friend, sit down, have a conversation with, with that person and tell them, you'll always be my best friend. Mm. But I also want I want to love her. I want a beloved in my life. Yeah. So communication. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> if you want more information or um, more help, give me a call. You can all reach me at 1-844-744-SOLO. I'm always available to answer your questions. So um, another great show. Thank you very much. I'm going to stay independent this week. <laughs> <laughs> I will not lose myself. <laughs> no, no. But let's, let's stay interdependent. I, okay. I want to talk about that on another show. <laughs> okay. Interdependency. Anyway, thank you so much, Marie-Claude, for co-hosting with Cheryl. me. And um, join us every week, Solo in the City. We're here Saturday nights. Next week, we're going to be discussing um, Light My Fire. That's the topic for next week. So you're going to be in for a real treat on that show. And um, remember... Keep integrating social solutions with our coaching and events calendar and our dating site. You've been listening to Soul in the City on CJAD 800. And remember, it's all about the kiss. Left and right.